How many has got their place in Genesis chapter number 3? Alright. Now, I told you I was going to ask you again. You thought I forgot. How many is glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Man, that was a lot better. Y'all did good, boys. Y'all did good. Girls, y'all did good. I appreciate it. Genesis chapter number 3, verse number 17. Uh, we'll start our reading. We'll just read a few verses and get on with the message. It says, uh, And unto Ab- uh, Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree, of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. Verse 19, In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. Let's pray once again. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, today. We pray that you would bless us, bless the reading of the Scripture, bless those that are here this morning, those that cannot be here. Lord, but we pray specifically for us that are here gathered in your house. We pray that you would move. God, we've already felt your workings, Lord, through the through the hymns and through the special song that uh, the young folks sang. But God, now as we open up your Word, that love letter from heaven, we pray that you'd speak to us. God, we ask you that you'd have your your will in our hearts and in our lives. God, we pray that you would bring us up, train us, teach us today. Well, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to try to preach on this thought, and uh, if you don't get it right, just make something up. That's what it's going to sound like I did. But cutting grass and pulling weeds. Um, August, I hate August, near about hate September. But it seems like it's always those two months that I remember to get the weeds. And I never think about it in the coolness. You can ask my wife. Well, the girls and I have been exercising outside about 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It's the hottest time of the day. But we're out there doing it to it. Be a whole lot smarter to do it at 9 o'clock in the morning when it's still a little cool outside. But uh, I have been known not to do smart things. And so, uh, cutting weeds and pulling grass is about the same thing. Uh, I tend to get my, my, uh, what you say? Yeah, cutting grass and pulling weeds. <laughs> I don't know what I said, but I appreciate the one time my wife said something in church, she was correcting me. Bless her heart. Anyway, I'll say this just in introduction. I, I not alone, but you, will be fighting weeds until the day that you die. Men especially, we were cursed in chapter number 3, verse number 7. He said, Thou shalt not eat of that tree because of that, because you did. It says, Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. He said, thorns and thistles. He said, you'll argue with them. He said, you'll eat the herb of the field. But verse 19, in the sweat of thy face, thou shalt eat bread till thou return unto the ground. 
And so we we think about just maybe our small gardens. I've I've talked over the course of the last several months about Brother John Smith's garden, how that he had to replant it three different times, and and really he just had a bumper crop. He had stuff he didn't even plant on. And uh, I told you Wednesday night I planted a little above ground uh, garden thing. I can't remember what raised garden bed. And uh, it's about four by eight, and and I planted some tomatoes and some bell peppers, and the bell peppers look like uh, they look deformed. They don't look like a bell pepper. Look like a banana pepper. They don't have room to do what they're supposed to do. Had about ten or twelve green beans come up on three different plants. My zucchini, they flowered out. They looked like they were gonna do something, and they just fizzled out. They didn't do nothing. Only had three of them. Had a t- one tomato plant. It put off tomatoes, but I don't eat them, so every time I thought I was doing good, bring a tomato in the house, it'd sit there because nobody else would eat them because that wasn't on our meal plan at that point, and so they just shriveled away. There's no use in having them. Uh, got some asparagus I've been growing for two years now. It still ain't big enough to grow, to get off and eat. My strawberries got three different strawberry plants, and they all put off one strawberry each, and something got it before I did. So I went out there just the other day. I was looking for them bell peppers. I wanted one of those big bell peppers. And it was about that big around, about that long. And I said, well, something's going to have to happen. So I just pulled all the ones I could find off. And I got to looking and there's weeds everywhere. Looked around my bed. There's weeds everywhere. Talked to Brother John yesterday, John Smith. And uh, he said he's been out in the, in Miss Jean's flower beds. And he got all chugged up from all the weeds and everything. And he said, I've been out there all day yesterday and most of the day today, which is Saturday. He said, pulling weeds. And uh, it doesn't matter what we do. There's some things we've got to know about weeds. There's some things that we've got to know about these thorns, these thistles. And, and, and one of them is we're going to have to keep working at them. It's not a one and done thing. We, I spent some time last year, actually it was last August, right when 22 of us had COVID. I thought I was going to whoop the mess out of this thing. So I went, bought me a push lawn mower and went down the hill at our house. And I was going to basically bush hog with a push mower and me. And I tried, 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 worked and worked and worked. And I finally got so hot, Brother Eric, I just had to give up. And I barely made it up to the house, barely made it up the stairs, barely made it inside to say, give me something to drink. And I just crashed there on the porch. I just sat there for, seems like hours. That was August of 2020. I still ain't finished. Still hadn't even touched it, Miss Tanisha. I went out there a few weeks ago and sprayed some weed killer on them, and those weeds just smiled at me and uh, soaked it up like we soak up the sun. They didn't turn brown, didn't turn yellow, didn't do nothing. They just licked their lips and went about their business. And so clearly it's going to take more than I'm ready and willing right now to do but I began this over a year ago, and before I ever finished it, it seems like the weeds just came back and began to take over. 
Brother Jody was talking about him and Benji going out yesterday and they mowed a little bit and they, they harrowed up some ground a little bit and they sowed some seed a little bit. But I guarantee you, because I've seen some of these food plots, y'all don't go out there and y'all don't weed in between them. You just do it and you let the deer go do what they do and hopefully the hogs don't get it. And But if you're going to try to grow something worth something, you've got to take some time. You've got to try to get those weeds out of there. You're going to take the time to make sure it's fertilized and do all the right things. Well, spiritually speaking, we need to make sure that there's some things in our lives that needs to be pulled out. And they need to be pulled out at the right time. They need to be pulled out continuously. But in its stead, we're going to have to put some things in. We're going to have to feed it with the Word of God. We're going to have to get that Holy Spirit. That The the Bible talks about the water as a representation of the Holy Ghost. And we're going to have that Holy Ghost watering us while we're feeding uh, ourselves on the Word of God. But it's those weeds that we want to talk about this morning. When we think about the weeds, maybe in other areas of our lives, we we begin to talk about personal habits. We mentioned some of those last week. We we talk about decisions. We talk about really anything else in our lives that could overtake us. Some of those are more evident than others. Some of those are just addictions. Some of those are things that we consume. Maybe cursing. Somebody hears you say a bad word and, and, and so they, they automatically notice something, something's not right. So those are some things outwardly that may, that may give us a way that we've got some weeds in our lives. But, but what about some more subtle things like, like gossip? I was on a Marco Polo group the other day and, and, uh, I, I, I had a legitimate question about a gentleman, uh, and I began to ask and other preachers that knew began to, to offer some information and I had to stop and I say, I appreciate you offering it. And they weren't doing it with ill intent toward this man or nothing. I said, but be honest with you, all I care about is this one question. I don't care about anything else because I don't know this man. I don't want to form an opinion about this man based on what people think. And, and I believe that's, that's a good thing right there. Uh, if somebody came up to me and told me about one of you, uh, I, I would have the ability to form an opinion about you based on what they said. Or I could get to know you and I could ask you about it and form a, a proper opinion about it. Y'all, y'all feel me this morning? Uh, but if we're not careful, we'll, we'll want to do what's called justified gossiping. A lot of times in a little church, it's like, pray for brother so-and-so, he done fell off the wagon again. Or pray for sister so-and-so. I saw her. She was walking into a, a house of ill repute. Now, better not none of y'all do that. I'm just telling you. I'm just, I'm just giving an example. A lot of times we, we gossip in our prayers and maybe, maybe we don't raise our hand, Miss Abby, and we don't say pray for so-and-so, but first time preacher asks us to pray out loud. It's like, whoa, I can't wait. I get to tell on somebody. And we say, Lord, you know, brother Jody's been doing this and that and the other. Lord, help him. Well, that, that's a sign of you got some weeds in your life. You got something in your heart that needs to be removed. Not only that, but laziness. Now we don't think about laziness as a sin, but I believe laziness can be a sin just as much as anything else. If you don't get out and you don't work and you don't do something, the Bible says you're gonna, you, he says you're gonna, you're gonna earn it by the sweat of your brow. 
And so I think men especially, we need to get out there and we need to do something. When I moved down here, I worked three jobs and, and when we become, become full time, I didn't know what to do with myself. I mean, I'm studying. You can only read so much and you can only pray so much. And I was struggling. And you ask my wife, I was getting on them like, what are y'all doing? Can I get in here with y'all? And they're like, you just need to go somewhere. We're tired of seeing you. And so I started working, maybe doing some stuff, and I get got a saw working, and I worked on this, and built this, and did this, and just trying to, brother Joe, just trying to do something with my hands. So every day it seems like I'm doing something. I mean, down here in South Georgia, sweat of your brow—that's just walking outside. You ain't even got to do nothing, brother. Not Rocky, just just walk outside, and it'll it'll happen. So okay, I'll earn, earn my living today. I'm going back to the house. Lay down, but. There, there's more to this than meets the eye. A lot of folks are just lazy. They're brought up lazy. And I'm not getting on anybody, but somebody needs to hear this. If all you do is make excuse not to do, then you got some weeds in your life. From young folks to old folks. I mean, I, I look back at Brother, brother uh, Deke. Now, I ain't going to tell on him too much, but Miss Irene, you told me, this has been a few months ago, you told me, when he was not supposed to be outside, y'all got to looking for him, and he was outside. And he couldn't hardly get back in. Why? Because he's been brought up to do. He's been brought up to go do something. Brother John right now is not feeling all that great because he's all chugged up. Now, he loves his wife. Ain't no doubt in my mind he loves his wife. But if, if my wife, and I don't know how old Brother John is, but if my wife had just say a hundred years old, said you need to go out and get the weeds out of your grass, I'd say, woman, I'm a hundred years old. I'm staying to the house. <laughs> now, shh, I almost said she'll be a hundred too, but she wouldn't. She'd be a little bit younger than that. But I don't think I'm going to make it to a hundred, Samuel. I just don't feel it in my bones. But laziness, blaming others for your all your problems. Just, just a sign of something's not right. But like weeds, all of these things, whether they're evident in our lives or whether they're a kind of secret, they steal our attention, they steal our energy away from the things that God wants us to do. They steal our energy and our mind away from the things that God has called us to do. Because of those things, we waste opportunities to do and to be what God intended us to be. But it's not these weeds... It's not just about appearances. It's not just about appearances. Though the weeds may look unappealing, though the weeds may be uh, kind of a, an eyesore, it's doing more than that. It's, it's stealing nutrition away from something else. And when we let these things come into our lives, and they may blossom, and they may grow here or there, I want you to know this morning that they are stealing something from you in your Christian life. And so we need today to get rid of these weeds in our lives. It's going to be hard work. Sometimes these roots, we talked about the root of bitterness a while back. Sometimes these roots, they go very deep. Those tap roots of pine trees, they go very deep. The, 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 uh, support 
roots, they may not go very deep, but they go wide, but still. An oak tree, on the opposite hand, it's got support roots that go out way on out yonder from the trunk. But the taproot may not be very deep. Our weeds in our lives, they may be different, just as a pine and an oak tree. But the fact is, when we get them up, we need to take time to get them all up. Let's get into the message this morning. Number one, I want you to know about these weeds. This grass and these weeds, they, they'll be back. Verse number 19, it says, "...till thou return unto the ground." You are going to deal with weeds until the day that you die. Till the day that you die, you're going to have to deal with temptations. You're going to have to deal with things that you are not, uh, that you don't enjoy. You're going to have to deal with things that will bring you down, that will get your eyes off of Christ. They will be back. They're always going to pop back up. They're always going to do it in one form or fashion. I've spent a lot of time recently over the last several months trying to work on my front yard. That's what everybody sees. And so I've went out there and I've overseeded. I've raked. I've tried my best to put the irrigation on. I've done everything that I can. Somebody told me that if I cut the the grass high, it'll choke out the weeds. I've tried that. I've tried putting weed killer on it. And I've tried everything that I can. I've put insecticide on it because there's holes all in my yard, whether it's a, a, a armadillo or whether it's a skunk or something's digging in my yard and it's messing it up. But I can get past all that. I can put dirt in a hole. But those weeds keep coming back. We're going to have to deal with these weeds in our lives until we return to the ground. They will be back. Don't get discouraged about these weeds in your lives. But we need to make it a regular part of our routine and examine ourselves. One reason why we get weeds and we're overcome with weeds, Miss Hannah, is because we don't pay attention. I told you about the bank back there. If I had gotten it finished, it, I mean, what I got done looked wonderful. It looked great. It was, it was, I don't know if this is, it was able to be maintained. I, I could have dealt with it. But because I didn't finish it and because we got COVID and there was, there was a period of time where just things were just all out of whack, it, it, it began to overrun. But every time I go outside, I look at the lake to see the beauty of the lake. But the beauty of the lake is impaired by the amount of weeds. Do you understand where I'm going with this? If we, if we notice the problem in our lives, then we need to get rid of the problem. They are going to be there. You get, Miss Benji, you get one out of the way today, there'll be another one spring up tomorrow. But as soon as you see it, rip that thing up. Get it out of your life. The longer you ignore these weeds, the more they'll spread, the more they'll choke out everything around. I think one one way that we can help, these weeds are always going to be in our, in our lives, one way that we can help is to, is to give something to take the place of these bad things. Plant some good seed. Plant some good grass. How do we do that? Philippians chapter 4, verse number 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, 
Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are pure or just, excuse me, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. I think that God will allow us to replace the bad things in our lives with just and honest and pure things, things of virtue and Though we may have to deal with weeds still along the way, they will be less because in planting those good things, guess what we're doing? We're getting closer to God. We're getting our minds further away from the world, further away from the temptation, further away from the weeds of this world that want and desire to overtake us, and we're getting closer to Him. So we need to replace them with good things. Number two, get them before their roots grow. Throughout the Scripture, you'll see words like, uh, talking about the root, you'll see words like, they, they were plucked up by the root. Or the axe was laid unto the root. And so, we, we think of this in our own lives. There's some things, as I mentioned, that grow deep, and they have that, that root. And oftentimes, the root is the most hardy of the plant. You've got a, you've got a weed growing up and you can just reach down there and you can snap it off. But if you try to pull that root up, it's got other little feeler roots and their feeder roots rather. And they're going around, they're trying their best to find nutrients and find something to, to, to grow bigger. Uh, but a lot of times, if you finally do get that up, you'll see that that root is hard. There's substance there. Whereas the weed really, it just blow around, it wasn't no, nothing to it. A lot of times what we're seeing, the problem is deeper. And the problem that we're seeing under the surface is harder to deal with than what we see. What we see may, well, I saw something on on the internet that I shouldn't have seen, or I read a book that I shouldn't have seen, or or I went to a place that I shouldn't have went, or said something. I sh- those those are weeds, and we see those things above ground. But what's underneath? What's feeding those things? What's growing under the surface that's causing those things? We need to get these roots before they grow. If left alone, it will, alone it will it will spawn new weeds. And it will begin to grow and grow and grow. We need to look closely in our own heart today. And we need to see, are there weeds growing? Is there something in our heart? Now, I'm using weeds and sin. Understand that. I hope, I feel like we're all smart enough to understand that. But when I say in our heart there's weeds growing, I'm talking about sin. And so, church, if there's sin growing in our heart, no matter how small it is, we need to address it. If we're not careful, it'll grow that large root. And then we've got to bring out the big tools. And we've got to, we've got to start excavating around this thing and, and getting it up. It'd be a lot easier just reach down there and pull that, that little sprout of a weed out. You know what grass looks like. Grass is true. Honest, just, pure, lovely, good report, virtuous. That's what, that's what good grass is. So if it doesn't look like that, then we need to, we need to get it up. 
I feel like I need to say this. It's just kind of hit me. Satan is such, and we'll talk about temptation tonight. Satan is such an artist that he can have something growing in your heart that looks just like what should be growing in your heart. But it doesn't belong. It's what he does with sin. He paints it in such a way that it looks like it belongs. But it it will ruin you. Number three. The earlier we get it, the better. I realize that this seems kind of redundant. But I'm driving this home to you. He says there in verse 17 and in verse number 19. He says, in sorrow and by the sweat of your face. I want you to know that the earlier that we get this, the better off we'll be. I told you the earlier we work, the better the the weather may be. Whatever the case is, you, you exercise, the earlier the better it is. But when you see these things spring up, the earlier that we get them, the better. I, I wrote this down again. It's it, it kind of one flows into the other. It's a lot easier, and I know this by experience, it's a lot easier to pull weeds in March than it is in August. Those weeds are a lot smaller and they're a lot slim, uh, 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 a lot, they're a lot smaller, we'll say that, uh, and their roots are not quite as deep. They don't quite, quite have quite as much of a hold on things in March than they do in August. But too often we're like the example that I've given and we wait until it looks so horribly bad that we start addressing it. And by then, what are we really going to do? Can we really ever get above it? Can we ever really clear it all out? We're going to have to pull out all the stops. Pull out all the tools, all the machinery, all the chemicals to get rid of them then when we could have done it earlier. The older we get, the more our choices become more automatic. Almost like reflexes. So the decisions in life that we make early on, they can define who we are in years to come. Likely, those decisions we make as a young person will affect the rest of our life. Whether it's salvation, whether it's a calling, whether it's a mate, whether it's having children, whether it's what church to go to, it doesn't matter. Those decisions will follow you throughout your life. And if you can make it a decision today, what is this, the twelfth? of September of 2021, if we can make a decision today to take some time and get all those those weeds and all of those things that do not belong, then it can impact us in our future. Something I've found out, when you're pulling the weeds up, a lot of times they have such a hold, when you pull it up, it pulls up something that is supposed to be there. 
It pulls up a tomato plant. It pulls up a bell pepper plant. It pulls up a straw. You understand what I'm saying? So sometimes, Miss Denisha, we let things go just so long in our lives that when we finally do address it, we just upset the entire thing. But take heart. You may lose some things that are precious to you. But if you'll stay the course and you'll keep it cleaned out, God can give you those things back. And God will help grow those things. And God will grow you. And you'll become the person, the woman, the man, the mom, the dad, the husband, wife, child, preacher, singer, teacher, whatever it is, employee. You'll become what God wants you to be. But you've got to get those weeds out. You've got to get that sin out of your life. As we look at the weeds, as we look at the roots, and we see those things that don't belong, we need to listen to the voice of God. There's been quite a few times as I've gone through, and this has happened more so at other people's houses that I've helped them with their yard or something. I'll be going around, I'm like, that kind of looks like a weed, but I'm not real sure. And so I have, I have to seek counsel. Have to go to the owner and say, hey, what, what is this? It's, oh, I don't know. It's just a weed. Cut it down. Or that's such and such plant. If you can, try to work around it. See, it's that Holy Ghost of God that will show us what needs to go and what needs to stay. But if we're not careful, we'll, and I, I, I didn't intend to get on all this, but if we're not careful, we'll let our devices, we'll let all this type of stuff, we'll let it get our mind so inundated with things that we can't even sit down and read God's Word. That we can't even sit down and have a conversation with God without thinking about what we saw on TV or about what we've got to do tomorrow. God help my soul. I have, at times I've been so busy that I sit down and I honestly have, have, and I, I'm, I'm ashamed to say this, but I have carved out time in my day. Y'all hear me? I see some head shaking. I've carved out time in my day to spend with God. That, that never should be. We ought to carve out time to work. Our day should be God. We ought to carve out time to go to work, but, but we're all guilty of it, but, but we, and God can use it. I told the boys yesterday at, at a Bible study. God can use our leftovers. Y'all help me right there. God can use the little bit of time that we spend with Him. He can use that. But if we're not careful, we'll get so busy when we do sit down to try to be with God. And we start reading. Our eyes are crossed. You can't read what you, what you're doing. You can't think about what you're praying. You start your prayer four different times and you just wonder, God, is it even worth it? And you finally just close your Bible. You open your eyes, get off your knees and you just go about your business because it's just not worth it. Well, can I tell you, it is worth it. It is worth it. But it'd be a whole lot more beneficial and enjoyable to all of us if we give Him that first in it. And if we'll give God the first and have that communion with God and, and we'll let God dictate what belongs in our lives, we won't have so many weeds to worry about. We won't have so many sin, sins in our lives to worry about. Let's, uh, let's pray this morning. We'll not have any music, but if you feel the need to come to this altar, you come and, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna have the baby dedication here in just a moment. Um, But I ask you to bow your heads and pray with us today.
Dear Father in heaven, Lord, we ask you that you might just take us into your care. Lord, we've just preached about these weeds in our lives. Lord, maybe a simple message some would scoff at, but still we, we pray that you would take it. We pray that you would have your will in our lives. God, those of us that are here, those that may be watching or listening at a later time, God, we pray that you would begin to work in our hearts and allow us to see what needs to stay and what needs to go. And I pray that we can pull it up by the root, not just snap it off for it to quickly grow back again. But God, I pray that we can pull it up by the root and I pray that we can cast it as far away from us as we can. I pray that we can replace it with those pure and lovely and just and virtuous things that we read about in Philippians 4. God, we pray that You would allow us to be able to truly show forth the, the good fruit of God. That fruit of the Spirit. Lord, we ask You that You would have Your will and Your way in our hearts and in our lives. Bless these, Your people. We'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.